football. Hey, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm Jill. And I'm your co-host, Lucas. Welcome to episode 27 of Mayor Studies. This is a very, very special episode to me. We could tell by the volume of your voice. You say that every time. I talk at the same volume every episode, and every episode you're like, you're so loud. No, I'm sorry. I'm not whispering. This is a podcast. They need to hear me. Touche. So why don't you introduce our special guest? We have a special guest today. This is not the first time we've had a special guest, no. but our other special guest has been your friend. Correct. Who is also my friend. Right. I love Amy. My friend first right this time i brought my guy welcome everybody to ben davis ben tell the people hello hello it's a pleasure to be here yes <laughs> can you feel the excitement so much enthusiasm i just want to say that he might be your friend now mm -hmm. but by the end of the night i will have stolen him and he will be my friend as has been my goal since i met him look anyone who's friends with my, my boy ben is a lucky person he's the he's just the best agreed i've got room for friendship nice <laughs> So I brought Ben on for a very, very specific reason here is we're, the song we're covering today is In Repair. It's off Continuum, but In Repair is unique amongst the John Mayer catalog because it is a co-write. And he has so very few co-writes in his catalog, and most of them are with Pino and Steve Jordan because of the trio. This is a co-write with a, with a musician named Charlie Hunter. Mm -hmm. Charlie Hunter plays a weird instrument that's a hybrid of guitar and bass, and nobody is better at playing a hybrid of guitar and bass, or playing both, or playing either, than my friend Ben. Yeah, well, uh, thank you. That's... <laughs> I'm blushing. Yes. Uh, you actually are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so me and Ben have been playing music together for a couple of years now. We have a number of project, uh, projects together. I'll plug all of them at the end of the episode so you know where to find our music together. But I'm just excited because I needed a real musician to come in here whoa, and to explain whoa, whoa. what the heck it is that Charlie Hunter is doing. Shots fired. Because Sometimes Charlie... I say really important stuff. Like, I like the way that song sounds. Listen, if I need commentary on John Mayer's <laughs> hair, you're my very first call, Jill. You are my very first call. I actually like that segue. Ben, what is your preferred John Mayer hair length? Or do you even have one? Oh, I, I do. Although I notice that sometimes his hair is like a little bit straight. And then by the end of the session that they film in this, it's like super curly. And right. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. But I didn't have a preference. I just, it's just an observation that was kind of odd. Okay. All right. <laughs> I tried. All right. So, uh, oh yeah, John in the news. I have none. No, John's not doing anything? Uh, not anything. You're not going to talk about the announcement of the final Dead tour? Oh, well, that's not really on my radar because oh, okay. I don't care. Okay. But, yeah, there's that. Actually, it is important because next summer is the Dead & Company's final tour. Mm -hmm. And that means it will free John up for future summers to go on tour so I can go see him again. Yeah. And that's He's, about it. He somehow manages to fit his own tours in still. I know, but I like a good summer show. Yeah. Yeah, that's summer's when concerts should be, right? They should be all year round. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you don't yeah. feel like it's a summer activity especially? No, like, I mean, I guess if you're going to, like, a music festival, that might be venue. more, like, yeah. summery. But also, like, I hate outdoor shows because if you go in the summer, it's hot and, you know. That's true. You almost died at the outdoor show I went to see you play at. Which one? 
at the vault. Oh, I don't really consider night. that outdoor, but yeah, it's technically outdoors. Yeah. That was so outdoor, hot. Outdoor yeah. and cramps. That was so hot, yes. All of my favorite musicians should be doing like the Michael Bublé like seasonal touring where he's like on the road 320 days. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but just my favorite musician. Right, everyone else can stay at home. Yeah, yeah. Got John, it. John doesn't have kids. He could just be on the road the whole time. Does fine. he have a girlfriend right now? Because no, is he that does why not. he's out of the news? With yeah. Yes, so much because he's so busy with the, the Dead & Co. And well, he went to dinner in like Santa Monica, and they, there's all these pictures of him walking out on just Jared. Mm-hmm. And they were like, he had dinner with friends, and I'm like, what friends? Who were they? Female? No information. But like, that's his thing, right? His social life. He is loves dinner. to get dinner. Yes. Yeah, that is his social life. He's not like at the bar so much because well, he, he doesn't drinking. drink. Yeah. Right? His social life is dinner. Yeah, I appreciate that about he him. He loves a good ten person dinner party. That means he's one step away from it being being at home watching Netflix, which is my. But hey. Yeah. So. There you go. We're almost there. Wait a few more years and he's going to be, you know, perfect for you. All right. So he's perfect for me now. Since there's three of us, let's move on so we have time and All jump right. into song bio. All right. So this is track 11 on Continuum, my favorite John Mayer album. Incorrect. Generally considered consensus by everyone. Absolutely not. Absolutely. The best John Mayer album ever. Pause. The consensus. What's you, what do you think the best John Mayer, or do you even have an opinion on that? There is no favorite John Mayer album of mine yet because he has not written it. Oh. oh. His favorite John Mayer album is the one yet Threw to down come. A challenge. There you go. All right, go ahead. Uh, Continuum, we've talked about a lot because mm-hmm. we've done a bunch of songs off this. We just did I Don't Trust Myself with Loving You. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, what else did we do off this? Stop the, uh, Stop the Train. Stop, Stop the train. train, yeah. I can't ever remember what we yeah. did on the We've done like so this, many. So. We, a belief has been thrown around as a possible fan pick sometime we have that. Anyways, Continuum is the trio. It's Pino Palladino on bass, it's Steve Jordan on drums, and Steve Jordan produced a lot of the songs. Uh, this, the entire record is completely written by John, except for Vultures, which is a co-write with Pino and Steve from the Trio days, because that song first appeared on the Trio album. Mm-hmm. And this song that we're talking about today, In Repair, which was the co-write with Charlie Hunter. Now, there is an incredible video on YouTube. Uh, if you enjoy this song, if you enjoy John Mayer at all, you should, you should go watch it. Um, it's called One Song, One Day, and it shows John, Charlie Hunter, and Steve Jordan in a studio in New York over the course of 18 hours writing and recording this song from scratch. It's really great. It's a really great behind-the-scenes look at the process. You can see John trying out different melody lines, different lyrics, and it just sounds wrong, right? Yeah. Because we're so used to the way this song sounds. When I hear the other lines, like, no, that's not it. That sounds wrong. Um, so that's that's super cool. The song was not a single, so there's no music video. He does play it live. It's been you know in rotation live, so you can watch, see lots of live videos for it. There are some fan-made videos and stuff like that that you can find for it, but... Um, other than that, you just get to marvel in the majesty of, you know, John working with an artist that he's, he's been hyping up Charlie Hunter in the way I hype up Ben Ooh. since like 2005. There was like a 2005 in-store appearance that John Mayer did where he was just like talking with a crowd in between songs. And this is off John's first record. So he's not like John Mayer air quotes yet. He's like lowercase John Mayer. <laughs> and, uh, Kirkland brand. Yeah. No, he's never been. I'm the Kirkland brand oh, John yeah, Mayer. Right. Don't get it wrong. Don't get twisted. <laughs> 
Um, and he's like, you know, just chatting with the audience as this is want to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like asking them what they're listening to. And he's like, have you heard the new Charlie Hunter record? So he's already like was a big fan of his. He's mentioned so so much how he was actually in the video. He mentions that he was nervous to do this because he respects Charlie so much as a musician and you know didn't have a song going into the studio and wanted to yeah. make sure they came up with something good. And uh, it was really great. I don't know how much of this song was actually written by Charlie Hunter, at least from the video. It feels like Charlie's... The con- lyrics. Well, the lyrics were all John, of course. Yeah. But, like, Charlie's musical contribution seems to be, like, that turnaround part that I'm sure we'll talk about in The Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, John seemed to have the, the, the part, but because the way the nature of what Charlie Hunter does which is so unique and so strange he's simultaneously the bass player on this song and also the guitar player on this song mm-hmm. so anyways there's your song bye wow thank you yeah. um since you're both musicians that's weird right to just go in and do a whole song in one day or not weird but unusual it I, I mean go ahead go ahead I don't know if it's weird or unusual maybe a little bit unusual because it seems like a, oftentimes you'll have uh, a guy who writes the song or a girl who writes the song and then they like they come in and then they like this is the song and, and it's ready whereas John's kind of like challenging these other musicians who he really looks up to and and they're going and he's like I know I have such confidence that we're going to be able to just get together and write a song and then hopefully you know but I think he has the self-confidence too to where it's like and I'm just going to write some lyrics yeah, and end up yeah. working. Like, I, I'm going to make it work. And that was one thing that watching that video of the song today where it's like, he's got so much confidence that even when he's asking these guys, do you think that's cool? You know, he kind of knows, like, whether or not it's cool, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Dude, the so guy doesn't lack confidence. No. No, he doesn't. Uh, even though, he, yeah, he, he doesn't. It, just, it seems like there's moments where he shows, like, humility, but it's like, yeah, but it's very confident still. There, there is, yeah. So this is the John Mayer era. You can see in that video. There's yeah. a couple of times when I, I almost find him off-putting, mm-hmm. like it, he's so he's almost a little too full of himself. But that's what this era was, right? Yeah. This is pre. He hadn't quite matured until the Born and Raised album. So he's very much feeling himself right here. I, I, I think it's weird. I think it's incredibly strange to write and record a song in one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an eighteen-hour day, so that's a long day. So yeah. you can do it. I was going to say, Ben doesn't think it's weird because I have never worked with anyone who works faster in the studio than Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben writes, records, first take, second take, that's it. Like, done, move, move, move. Like, if you're familiar with, like, how Clint Eastwood directs movies, Clint Eastwood, like, famously is, like, a first take director. Like, he doesn't like doing multiple takes of a scene. Go out, do it. Okay, that's what the scene is. That's Ben as a producer. Ben's like, all right, let's get it and move on. We want to, you know, he, he works so fast. And I think in your world, in your experiences, like getting that out in a day is not that big of a deal. But for me, like the background that I come from, like that's insane. Like you labor over a song like over and over again. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started like having sessions with you where it was like, oh, we wrote, the song's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a day and the song's ready to go, you so know? That's why everybody practices so much on their own. And these musicians are so good where it's like, okay, if they're just kind of garage rock musicians where they're not very good, it's like, yeah, you got to do this. You got to do this take 20 times. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up looking at some of these liner notes for a lot of these jazz records. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is like take two off that studio session, and actually on this album because there's only three version or three songs on this album because it's a jazz album. Mm-hmm. Like for the CD, we also put take two and take one and take four of this tune, and it's like oh, they only did maybe three or four takes of this mm-hmm. song, or maybe just like two takes of this song. It's like oh, and all of them are really good. You know, the only problem with them is that the recording quality is super old and janky. Right. It's like oh, 
this is. Like these guys, these guys can. These guys are really good. So interesting in the video. I don't. Know, I don't want to get your take on this, Ben. If yeah. you feel the same way, John was saying like in the video, once he gets the take that mm. he thinks is the take. Like he can't get a good take after that. Sabotages, like yeah, yeah. He sabotages himself because he's like, that. No, that's the one. I'm not going to top it. Do you I, feel I, that way? I could not relate more. Oh, okay. Wow. I saw that and I was like, I love that because you got Steve Jordan who's just like, yeah, let's do it two more times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like, and I'm kind of thinking, oh man, that must be such a drag when you know that it's good and it's like Steve Jordan, you, every take that you've done is going to be wrong. <laughs> like Charlie Hunter, every. Take that you've done is going to be bomb. This is so. This is also off continuum where it's like it's got Pino Palladino. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see that Charlie Hunter was playing bass on this song because one of my favorite Pino Palladino albums is with D'Angelo. Mm -hmm. okay. And I love yes, and oddly enough, Charlie Hunter is playing bass on like two or three of those songs. And I was like, what? What? Like, yeah. What is Charlie Hunter's deal? I mean, I know he's he's like good, but I, it, it made me realize. Dang, yeah, just the level of musicianship that he's at. Yeah. I just appreciate that Ben didn't say, Jill, do you know who D'Angelo is? The oh way my he God. mansplain musical artists to me all the I time. I don't mansplain, I check in. Because right, on, the, on the occasion that I don't check in it's with you, it's always what I don't know. <laughs> you're like, who's that? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> all right, I think we're ready to move on from song bio. All right, yeah, what's your favorite version of the song? Um, So... Did you guys know or about or listen to the Village Sessions thing? Because all these people commented on our Instagram. And as you know, I do my notes before the Instagram mm -hmm. as to not steal intellectual property. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't even understand what everyone's talking about. So mm -hmm. I went and found the video. Well, there's not a video, but I went and listened to the song. It's like an acoustic version. Oh, did you okay. listen to no, it? No, I did not. Ben, no. Nope. Um, so that turned out to be my favorite one. But really? But can't wait to discuss this, it much here. This song acoustic. Can, yeah, can you tell me why? Yeah, is it well, just him and acoustic guitar? I don't like the face you're making at me. That's A. <laughs> I'm very ben. curious as to why that, what is it, is it the lyrics that you so like? It's like I'm walking into some sort of trap. <laughs> um, what happened was I'm starved for new John Mayer content. And so I think just because it was new, I was like, ooh, I like this one better. Oh. There's no real reason. Gotcha, gotcha. But I, I don't know. Cause just don't, the novelty of it, of like yeah, hearing a version of the song so. that you haven't heard Yeah, before. and I spent some time with it because I was like, oh, this is new and it's fun. But also it's not so new mm -hmm. that I had to be like, you know, it takes a couple times to listen to a song till you really like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not like that. Oh, I know I like this song already, but it's a little different. So It's a little more intimate. It's like it was it – was, it's like him playing acoustic guitar in, in bed with you, and you're just like, yep. oh, this is just for me, John. But that's not how I thought Singing of it, but it's how I will me. moving forward. Yeah, there you go. I feel like I haven't heard the song just acoustic, but I feel like this song would lose a lot of what I like about it. If I it can see why acoustic. it would for both of you, yeah. Yeah, because there's just so much that's happening here. Mm -hmm. I, do, I do really like the guitar solo in this song. I'm not always a fan yeah. of his guitar solos. I am of this one. I think this one is, is, is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think Steve Jordan's drumming in this song is so great. It's mm -hmm. just like the parts are super memorable. But it's, he doesn't ever take it away from the song. You're never like, oh, I'm listening to the drum and I forgot what this what the song is doing. It's very much in service of the song, but the, those parts are memorable. The opening drum fill that he does, and then he does like a busier, like kind of 16th note triplet thing, like uh, in the, call it the bridge section, maybe the vamp, whatever they call the last section of the song yeah. is. Um, that's that's just super cool. And Good so like, yeah. And then like just sonically, this song is really interesting, right? So. With, before I watched the video, I just watched, saw that video recently, like once we started Me doing the too. podcast. Yeah. So I've listened to the song for 10 years without, and always been like, what part is Charlie Hunter playing on this yeah. song? What exactly is he doing? 
Um, because like John Mayer's playing the guitar part, so mm-hmm. and like I knew that that's so- I thought maybe the solo was Charlie Hunter's, but then I saw some clips like no, that was actually John Mayer playing the solo. So I was like, well, what the heck is Charlie Hunter doing? But when you watch the video, Charlie Hunter is basically playing all of the bass and guitar part. John Mayer is essentially playing organ. Now he's playing it on his guitar, right? But functionally what's happening in the song, at least at the top, is John Mayer is the organist of the song and Charlie Hunter is simultaneously, at the same time, the bass player and the guitar player, which you, you you almost have to see him play to understand yeah. what he's doing. And even then, it's still pretty hard to wrap your mind around. So I saw him live in, I want to say, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it totally blew my mind, too, because it's like his thumb is doing something completely different than what his first two fingers are doing, mm-hmm. his index and his middle finger. And it's like, wait, how are they attached to the same hand? Yeah. And, and, and then you know that, like, when he's really getting into it because all of a sudden his his jaw starts to kind of like jut out and his like chin starts like kind of pushing out and he's just like oh you know <laughs> like i can't, i can't so i guess we should explain how he's doing this how is he playing bass and guitar at the same time yeah he plays on a custom built guitar at the time of this recording he was playing on an eight string which is the three bottom strings and he was tuned it was tuned like you would traditional tuning for the bottom three strings of the bass yeah um so low string is e and then he has five guitar strings that were t- tuned to the five highest strings of a guitar, so missing the low E on a guitar. Wait, and you have a guitar like that? No. No, so but he... you said Ben could yes. do it. Yes, so in the early days of the Honey, when Ben was still bringing out all the gear, oh, yeah. he used to ha- play upright bass, and he'd have his upright bass on a stand. Mm-hmm. So he could play upright bass on a stand and sling his guitar actually what? around him. Yeah. That's crazy. So he'd be like... Is that how it sounded, Ben? That's exactly how. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe even better. Yeah, and there, there was actually a couple times when, like, like we do a song like Tennessee Whiskey that was nice and slow, and a pretty simple song to play. And Ben would take the guitar solo, and so like Andrew would come over and like pluck the strings on the upright bass for a while while Ben would solo and stuff like that. So nice. Yes. He's the only person I played with. That is done both. So you can't buy this instrument. Charlie Hunter just it was like a super custom, glued it together. No, it was a custom made. You can go have somebody make one for yeah. you, but it wasn't a. It's not a production model. Got it. Um, so at the time, so what he's playing on this song is the eight string um, guitar. Um, he is in 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 recent years. Uh, he doesn't have very large hands. He has like smallish hands, at least according to him. So he was having a hard time reaching up to that eighth string, and he just realized he wasn't using it much. So he's still using the eight string body, but now it's just strong for seven strings. Um, and he is progressively tuned up higher. So once he got rid of the high E string, he started tuning up half a, half a step. And now at this point, he's tuned up a whole step, um, just because that seems to like fit what he does better at this point in his career. So. So yeah, so he's doing all of this stuff by playing this custom-made guitar that has bass strings and guitar strings. And so he's playing guitar, listen to, listen to the song, and it sounds like a guitar player and a bass player, and he's doing both of those things somehow at the same time. And which just so naturally. Yes. So, and both parts are also so, like the rhythm part is such a sweet rhythm part, mm-hmm. and the bass part just locks in and glues everything together with and so well, and it's like... Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, you know, and it's, so it's it's kind of funny to me because I think like Charlie Hunter could be just like one of the richest guitar players ever mm-hmm. uh, if he was if he just wanted to write pop tunes, right? But like he does a lot of this kind of unusual jazz stuff or just funky jazz or a lot of 
uh, jazz soul and, and, and things like that. Stuff and that's more up your alley. That's totally up my. Uh, it's totally up my alley. And so now he's more of like a guitarist's hero yeah. instead of a guitar hero. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, I think he's a guitar hero too. But mm-hmm. does uh, he sing? No, no, he doesn't sing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean everybody sings, right? But true. Yeah, <laughs> not he doesn't sing professionally. On purpose. Okay. I tried to listen to his stuff. It's you know I'm not yeah. like, I'm not a jazz yeah. guy. It's not for me. I 100 percent appreciate what he does. I think it's like an insane skill mm-hmm. but like I can't even like my mind can't even wrap around like what is happening in his brain that allows him to like okay here's the bass part for the song that I'm yeah. playing but I'm also playing the melodic part and playing chords and playing the guitar part like I can't even I can't even partition my brain I know some people would probably feel the same way about playing drums oh yeah like, that's how I feel you can't partition drums. my brain yeah. to do four different things but like for me that idea of like how you make your brain do that and for him it's so effortlessly he goes into the studio and he's like boom do do man you're making some great music on tonight's <laughs> thanks, podcast thanks yeah <laughs> also how does he just, how does he make just like the tone of it sound good you know this is all one instrument whereas the bass is one instrument it goes mm-hmm. into a bass guitar amp it has different strings and different pickups on it the guitar has different kind of pickups yep and then it goes into a guitar amp which you know whereas if you put a guitar pickup on a bass and then plug that into a guitar amp it would sound, I don't know, it might sound interesting, but it wouldn't sound the way he makes it sound like a separate guitar and bass, but he just like gets the job done with in one sitting. And so that was my question. I went looking to see if I could find the answer. Is he using a separate bass pickup and guitar pickup in the same body, but he doesn't have like two different outputs? When I saw him, he did, yeah. Okay. He had a, a pickup that would go into the bass amp. Okay. And it would just cover, I think, the top two strings, and then he would have something for just the guitar strings. Because, like, yeah, exactly. I was like, you're running both bass and guitar through the same amp is, like, not ideal. And I know in the early, in his early days, he was using, like, a rotary-type speaker to give it sort of, like, an organy sound anyways. Like a Leslie. Yeah, yeah. it's like, a, it wasn't a Leslie, but it was like a Leslie knockoff. Gotcha. Um, and so then, like, at that point, it kind of doesn't matter because it's going to be a little gross no matter what. Like, purposely, like, yeah. gross. But, like, yeah, I wondered on, on, on later years, is he splitting the pickups to, like, this is through the bass amp, this is through the guitar amp? I think so. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Jill's right now just like, what are you yeah, guys talking about? Yeah, you must about? be so happy to have someone speak your language. <laughs> um, All right. So, so yeah, obviously my favorite version of the song back on track is the is the album version. I think I think it's great, and I think it's going to be really tough. It's the only version you know. I've, well, I've listened to some live versions. Oh, some live versions. Yeah. Okay. Ben, same for you? Just listen to the album version, yeah. It's the only one that has Charlie yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Uh, so, song meaning. Ben, you're our guest. <laughs> And you seem to have something to say about the lyrics, even though we're not on lyrics yet. Oh. Do you want to say anything about what the song means? I think that so many of his songs are, are just so obvious that in, in like his lyric writing. And he talks about, oh, this one is about, uh, what is it? It's like hopeful. Sad hopeful. Yeah, sad hopeful. And he's like, and I really like that idea. And I'm like, yeah, I like that too. But, you know, it's like some of these lyrics I kind of think – you know, you didn't have to write this all in a day. <laughs> you you could have maybe oh gone God. back and edited a little bit. Also, I like so the lyrics that he's saying in the video mm. more. Like maybe when things turn green again mm-hmm. in the third verse, like he sings. Uh, maybe when trees turn green again mm-hmm. uh, in the live video, mm-hmm. and uh, or also, and now I'm. 
or now I'm walking in Central Park. Central Park, yeah, yeah, yeah that something. caught my attention too. And yeah. I liked, and I liked the specificity those kind of, of it because, yeah, because like those make sense to me. Whereas maybe when things turn green again, it's like, what when life turns into like a green light it means go, or, or when things turn green, like or like. Whereas when trees turn green, it's like, yeah, that's Time's also passed. just like a nice, yeah, yeah, that's a nice. Like, why did you have to change that? And I also wonder because sometimes this happens to me is. I'll write out lyrics and then I'll be singing them on a recording mm-hmm. and I'll be like yeah I got the take and I listen to it it's like oh yeah maybe it's in tune and the performance is good but those aren't actually the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like nah screw it like, let's, I'm just going to keep it yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point because usually specificity is what we re- relate to mm-hmm. with John Mayer lyrics you know we talked about whiskey 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 we pick up in New York City mm-hmm. you know like the specific, specificity of those things and uh, you know I'm I wonder if there is a reason to go from I'm walking in Central Park to I'm walking in the park if you wanted to make it a little less like New York I wonder specific, what the reason was too, yeah. To make it more generalized, maybe more relatable than like just mm-hmm. walking in Central Park. Um, but so many of his songs are so specifically him. I, and I don't necessarily feel that way with this song. Not that he's not in it, not that he's not attached to it, mm-hmm. but it's not such a specific individual experience mm-hmm. as we get in a lot of songs. Like, In Your Atmosphere is a very, right. like, I, I'm talking about my experience like, I'm having right now. Do you think it's, like, really broad? I think, yeah, I think it's more generalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, when, when, when Ben's saying, like, hey, he, changed, he took some specificity out of the lyrics, mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of true what's going on here. He did have some of the lyrics right off the bat, right? He had the uh, too many corners in my in my mind. Basically, the first verse he had most of, like you can see in the video that he had right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it's a, uh, whether it's specific or not, I do think it's a really lovely idea and something that's very relatable for yeah. me of the idea of like, hey, uh, I know I'm aware of my imperfections mm-hmm. and I'm working to get better. And someday, hopefully someday, I'll be a place where you can be like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know you. You're not quite the message you used to be. And I think I think you probably had that experience. Yeah, yeah. you probably had that experience with me where you were like, say anything. yeah, where you're, like, you're not quite as much of a mess anymore. Sort of, yeah. Well, that was Good one job. thing that I really, I really liked about these lyrics is they start off, in my opinion, mm-hmm. just so boring. <laughs> and they're just like, it's like, Ugh. And then he ends it with, I'm in repair, I'm in repair. And for whatever reason, like, that refrain just makes all of those boring lyrics <laughs> just sound so good and, mm-hmm. and feel all of a sudden so, like, heartfelt. Uh, but when I first listened to it, I was like, oh, like, here we go, John Mayer. I was like, just kind of phoning it in with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, here's John Mayer just making all those phone-in lyrics really work, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, and I, 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 you wonder how much the time-imposed time limit on writing the lyrics. Self-imposed Yeah. Time. Yeah, why did he? Well, we talked about, what song was it that we talked about that he wrote in seven minutes? Oh, I can't remember because I that was shocking to me. And this, I never knew about this being in a day either. But oh my God, the internet knew. People mm. were immediately commenting, like, "Can you believe they wrote this in a day?" Yeah. And Ben can. Yeah. I could work for five days and still not come up with this, just because that's and, who I am. And also, he uh, it seems like he had some lyrical ideas already of yeah. what he wanted to say. He yeah. said he even said I'm in a very fertile place for writing right yeah. now, so he probably had some ideas kind of cooking and just you know needed mm-hmm. to put some shape to him. Who was he dating in 2005? Oh, we don't lean heavy on those sort of facts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. So, continuum era. So, it's not Jennifer Aniston yet. No. Because that's not until 2007. Was that Love Hewitt? 
Like, no, that was way before. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know. Someone hot, probably. It's probably dating well, someone hot. I think hot. we knew that. Someone absolutely. He dated gorgeous. Minka Kelly for a minute, and I do remember his hair was longer when he dated her. <laughs> but like, I don't even know if they dated. I just know there's a football, like a football, a picture of them at a Laker game. Mm. So I was like, "What's John Mayer doing, like, at a sport? That doesn't seem like." Is he not he a does. sports guy? No, not at all. Oh. Mm. I know. Anyway, yeah. um, I wanted to say that my favorite lyric is too many hours in this midnight because mm-hmm. I feel like it just hit a, like, because I have anxiety sometimes mm-hmm. or I can't go, to, like, actually, I, have, I could go to sleep right now if I wanted to, I'd sleep great. But when you're super stressed or, mm-hmm. like, trying to make a big decision and it feels, like, overwhelming, that just kind of captured that feeling for me. Yeah, I, the, of of the first verse, that's the one that I, I like as well. Because well, Ben said it was boring. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But you know what? Also, it, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite line was "stood on the corner for a while to wait for the wind to blow down." All on right, me. all right. And I just couldn't help but picture John Mayer standing on a corner in like a windless town, <laughs> <laughs> just waiting forever and just like getting really frustrated. On and he's like, and he's stuck on this corner and he oh can't leave the corner until the wind comes and blows him down and it's like well you should have gone to chicago or something you're right (laughs) i yeah i i actually do um i prefer the second verse to the first verse i yeah i i get like too many shadows in my room is kind of generic too many corners of my mind he's trying to play with the phrase i do like the too many hours in this midnight because it's like midnight specifically like one not even an hour midnight is a minute right yeah. it's 12 zero and like there's this idea of midnight midnight is so representative of like the ultimate darkness right it's darkest at midnight mm-hmm. and the sense that i'm stuck in this dark time that's supposed to be brief it's supposed yeah. to you know supposed to be this minute but for my me and my experience it's, it's stretching for hours and i just i just want to get out of it i do like that line but i i, I love the idea of the second verse it's just like this idea of like the waiting for the wind to blow and take with it my old old ways like it's just magically going to happen right I know. some no force work. of yeah some yeah. force of nature is going to come through and rid me of all of my issues of all of my human frailty of you know all of my screw ups and bring some brand new look upon me and you know it's like that idea of like we want these things to magically happen but mm. he's aware that's not going to magically happen yeah. it's not just going to like go away I'm going to have to do the work. I'm going to have to go into repair. But I would also say that at that time, and like as far as emotional maturity goes, like he wasn't interested in putting in the work. So it's interesting that maybe this is when he started to change. I think mm-hmm. he puts in the work in life, like mm-hmm. obviously with his job and creating stuff. But yeah, he lacked that, it seems. What, what I have a hard time visualizing in the lyrics is the beginning of verse 3 where he says, and now I'm walking in the park. That's easy enough, right? Mm-hmm. And we know it's Central Park. And we know it's we Central know, Park, yeah. right? And all of the birds, they dance below me. What park are you in? Like, I thought that was confusing until it was like, oh, yeah, Central Park. Because the birds are, they're all on the ground and they're chilling. And they're yeah. eating scraps of food they're on the ground. Feet. They're just walking around. Yeah. 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 When I think of birds dancing. think they were like. What, what I've seen, I've seen birds on the walk around. And they don't, they're not like dancing. When I think of yeah. birds dancing, I think of in the sky. They're Same. like doing, you know. No, because when they, to me, when they move around on the ground, they kind of hop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like dancing. It's what there's I'm like. I'm not a, just gonna defend him to defend him, but I don't think that's what's that. what's the rockabilly song in there? Uh, Rock and Robin. That's what it is. Oh yeah. Never would have guessed that was gonna come up. <laughs> and I, I I I like the idea of maybe when things turn green again, it'll be good to say you know me. Maybe at a certain point it'll be good. I agree. Yeah. Trees is a better word there. Yeah, yeah. Trees is a better word there. I but the, the but the sentiment of it, like at some point, 
the things and like they have things would turn green again it's renewal right spring is like mm -hmm. rebirth and renewal maybe at some point i'll remake myself i'll be reborn reborn mm -hmm. and then you'll be like hey i'm glad you're my friend also yeah i mean it's like it's him just classically ending a verse that wasn't really that great with a super strong ending mm -hmm. and it's like oh all right yeah yeah there we go there you go okay time for listener feedback then all right uh, 86% of people play the song, 14% skip. I wonder if it's because of the lyrical content. I just also want to share that I will never be able to listen to this again without picturing John Mayer on a windless corner. <laughs> yeah. you, you've almost like not ruined the song for me, but now I'm like trying to play it in my head and it's all I see. So all you see is like, like darn it. it. Yeah. 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 The, this song is John on a windless corner, like nothing, yeah. waiting for it. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey is him on the corner in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> now great is, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so listener feedback. Yes. Um, Famarat said, it's crazy that this song was written in one studio session, which was not information I had before this, but obviously we've gone over that. 1.60934 underscore kilometers. Yeah, yeah, miles. Yes, says the Village Sessions recording is so good. Backing me up. Thank you very much. I'm going to go listen to that after this. At Erica Jenny said, just an amazing way to say I'm still growing and changing and not in my final form. These are going to kind of go into what you, uh, what, Lucas, what you said about it being very broad because mm -hmm. people interpret this song ways I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. At Kira FRFR says, a very moving song with the lyrics. The solo was insane, of course, which I think one of you touched on. Mm hmm at Nikki Poo 32 said this song got me through a difficult surgery. I kept telling myself I'm getting there. There you go. And I was like, what? Go. Nikki yeah. Poo? That's kind of odd. Nope, it's not. Everyone took this and applied it to their own things. At Meredith Coffin said, as the podcast has touched on before with Walt Grace. Do you like Walt Grace, Ben? Walt Grace? The song? I have not listened to that song. <gasps> There are so many John Mayer songs that I... Oh, uh, I know what we're doing when we're done recording. I hadn't listened to Walt Grace until this one either. I wow. This is his best song. Wow. Just didn't get much radio the, play. The actual name... Zero radio play. The actual <laughs> name of the song is Walt Grace Submarine Test, January 1967. And because of that, I didn't listen to it for like 12 nor, years. Nor I. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. Right. Uh, what did she say? And so many other John Mayer songs for me. This one took on new meaning when I became a mama. I'll be forever in repair from now on. My body has gone through metamorphosis and repair. That goes without saying. But now and for the rest of my life, my heart will be soaring, breaking, and repairing, watching my babies grow up and out and away. Parenthood requires me to be in repair forevermore. I'm grateful John always manages to capture the delicate balance of the sweet and the bitter. Oh. I never would have taken that interpretation from mm -hmm. the song and now much like the windless corner it's all i think about when i listen to it because my son's graduating from high school and i literally cannot handle it i'm having so much trouble coping mm -hmm. for no reason at all he's gonna live here when he goes to college <laughs> nothing's changing and she's so right i think it could be true of being a father too the physical part obviously right. being a mom and i just thought that was beautiful yeah Sad, yeah, she, hopeful. Right? She should. Yeah. Uh, she should help John Ryder write maybe some of his songs because she put it so eloquently. There you go. <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment. She, she's going to be emailing him lyrics. Yeah. Hey, John, for your next song. 
Uh, at Vanessa Valeska says, great song I always play. Incredible that they wrote the whole song in one day. I love when he sings at the end. I'm not together, but I'm getting there. Young John Mayer explaining again to the world that he will be an adult soon, but now <laughs> he wants to enjoy his youth. Vanessa always has something funny to say. Yeah. You guys all have good stuff to say, actually. Okay, at Neil Waltmeyer says, John's vocal performance on the Village Sessions version is absolutely magnificent. Go somewhere quiet and calm and just listen to it with your eyes closed. I bet it'll make you feel pretty great. Ben wrote that. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a real power in his singing here that sounds wonderful laid over two tenderly played acoustic guitars. To me, those powerful vocals represent an optimism that even though he's never really ready, that he's going to be okay. I love how John rhymed midnight with heart right. Who does that? Incredible. As someone who has OCD and gets stuck in thought loops, the lyrics, too many hours in my midnight, too many corners in my mind speak to me. We're all not together, but we're getting there and that's all right. Neil always has something solid to say. Yeah. I appreciated that. Um, let's see. Our last comment comes from at Rosie 083, which I cut a little bit out because of time. But she says, a beautiful anthem for always evolving, never perfect human condition. To me, the song seems pensive and has a bit of melancholy, but it leaves me in a warm, positive mood. The song tucks so much comfort, hope, and optimism into it. It's like a hug from John saying, I get it. Me too. <laughs> None of us will ever be there. We're all works in progress, constantly trying and failing and learning and growing and breaking and working on improving ourselves. We're all in repair. I like that comment because it had John giving me a hug in it. Nice. That is feedback. And you know, I always think of this song, so I don't actually think of the song in a vacuum. I always think of this in relation to two other songs that are on this record. I think of it in relationship to uh, when Dreaming with a Broken Heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the the most famous one we haven't done yet? It's also on the record. Um, I don't know. It's like the song right after this, "Dreaming with a Broken Heart." This and oh my god, it's like the song that wins all the John Mayer. Like, what is the f most famous John Mayer song? Gravity. No, he did Gravity. I would say it's Gravity. Waiting I, on the world to change. No, I'm looking it up right now because this is just, I can't believe that. But there is Literally three have songs. A podcast about John Mayer. I know. There is three songs all about heartbreak. And it's. Uh, I don't trust myself. Slow Dancing in a Burning Room. Oh, that's oh, like my favorite. That yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Like, what can I pull the name of it now? Okay. So I think of those three songs together. Such a good song. Because I was listening to those three songs, uh, you know, like. I was going through a rough time in my life, and I was like, very much. You were in repair. I was, because I was listening to uh, like "Slow Dancing in a Burning Room," which is about like the relationship dying, yeah. right? And then I listened to uh, "Dreaming with a Broken Heart," and it's like, oh, I, I just I miss you so much. If I just go to sleep with the flowers, will you get them then? Um, and because you know that was the only way that we could be together was in dreams. And then uh, "In Repair" was like also in the middle of that of like, hey. I'm going through some things right now. I'm, I'm kind of a mess, but I'm working on myself. I'm working on getting better, and someday, hopefully, I will be better. And so I always kind of like think of those three songs in relationship to each other. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. I also love him because in the chorus, he's like, uh, maybe I'm ready. You know, am I ready? Maybe I'm ready. And that was always me. Like, am I, am I ready to date again? Yeah. Like, to, should, I, should I be dating? No. And then it's like, you should not have. <laughs> if I take my heart's advice, it's going to be like, no, you're, you're, you're still. If I take Jill's advice. <laughs> yeah, right? Still unsteady. All but you're right. never really ready. 
Uh, Are you ready? No. (laughs) I'm only ready to date John Mayer. (laughs) Some people seem excessively ready, and I'm like, that is a very clear sign that you're not very, that you're not ready. Yeah. When they say, oh, I'm not ready, I'm like, you're ready, and they're like, but I'm not ready. So yeah, you're never ready. I, and, I, and I give people who are going through breakups and stuff like that, I give them lots of grace because I went through it too and I was just flailing around and was like, maybe if I date every girl, it will like fill this giant hole in me. That's literally what happened. Yeah, yeah, and make me feel like I, I'm valuable and like worthy of love and it didn't work for me. Um, <laughs> all right, so on that note, let's move it on. Yeah. All right, Jill. Lucas. Is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs? Or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? According to Instagram, <laughs> have you not listened to our podcast before? That is just so good. <laughs> it's, it's a John Mayer lyric. He, he, he it, asked the question it's, in it's, his it's, own it's song. It's on the trio album. He says, uh, it's, uh, the, one of the verses is like, am I the one who plays the quiet songs? Is he the one who turns the ladies on? Oh, man. Yeah. I know. People really did, respond to our song's called, who, who did you think I was? Oh, so, like, gosh. Yeah. So um, Instagram said 78% quiet song, 22% turns the ladies on. Mm-hmm. What? Well, what do you say? It's a 100% quiet song. Yeah? Where is the 22% getting turns the ladies on? That's during Charlie Hunter's. Uh, right. People <laughs> don't realize that that's actually Charlie Hunter that's turning them on. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we're it, going to tell It's the them. harmonizing guitar solo. Yeah, that's what Allman it is. Brothers the Allman Brothers guitar, guitar solo. solo. Yeah, because yes. I just look at the lyrics, and I mean, I, like, I appreciate honesty and being self-aware, mm-hmm. but in no way does anything here is turn the ladies on, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, you know, like there, I I could see there being something of like a guy who's saying like, yeah, I'm working on myself, mm-hmm. being attracted to some people, but like my criteria for this with the songs is always like when John was writing this song, yeah, that's how, you how much it. was he thinking about women? He didn't have time because he and just wrote it in a day. I don't think he's thinking about women in here, so I'm calling this a quiet I think song. he's he's thinking about stressing out because Charlie Hunter, who's like one of his idols, mm-hmm. is outside. He needs to get the song done, lickety split. What do you think, Ben? I think in 2005, 2006, this is a quiet song. Mm-hmm. However, in 2022, mm. this is a lady song now because I think that's like... Yeah. I like that answer. They're not looking for sexy macho John anymore. They're looking (laughs) for like fully formed, like I've got, he's got like a dark vampire past. (laughs) He's working through his issues. Vampire. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, he's like, they can't be with him. Mm -hmm. And so that makes him just want to be with him even more. He's like, no, please. Like I've got to repair myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, I apologize to the twenty two percent who yeah. I disagree with because now that Ben's explained mm-hmm. it to me, I understand that number is only going to go up. Is what right. I'm predicting. Oh, okay, because we're going to repull them. <laughs> yeah, that twenty two percent is going up. And and now now they don't want the bad boy anymore. They want the guy who's reformed. They they're ready for healthy communication. Oh, they are. They yeah yeah they are. That's what they want. They're yeah. ready for for weekly check ins, business meetings on the relationship. Yeah, what can yeah. we? What can I do better? Business meetings. Yeah. Oh my god. You haven't gone to nearly enough this couples therapy, is Jill. So <laughs> Being as how I'm a single person, that would be an odd choice. <laughs> I'm here for couples therapy. So where's your partner? It's John Mayer. <laughs> He's on He's tour. He's on tour right now. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so then, with all that being said, now especially with, with Ben's take on, on, on what kind of song it is. Yeah. Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? Here's, here's the problem, because I'm going to contradict myself. Oh, no. Because I gave it a 
alive. Okay, so how is that contradicting yourself? Yeah, no, I could still love him. It's not like a turn the ladies on situation. Just because it was vulnerable and honest. And I wrote vulnerable without trying. And I don't think I meant what Ben meant, but I wrote it two days ago, so I, I can't remember. But I think it's just kind of casual vulnerability i don't know what mm-hmm. the words that i'm looking for are which is always a good host well and I, I get the casualness because like i said it, this yeah. is a less specific song yeah it is a more generalized and i think that's why you, we talked about this in the listener feedback so many people have their own kind of like are able to personalize it to their experience yeah because not all of us are walking through central park no right but all of us ha- have had situations where it's like you know there's some things i'm working on Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm going to be better someday. You know? Yeah. And also, I, want, I wanted to say, like, it's totally okay. Those things are separate. Like, does you're he turn, right. Yeah. Because you can be turned on by somebody you don't love, and you can also love somebody that you're not being turned on by in that Accurate. moment. Accurate. So, Accurate. That's yeah. true. Okay, I feel better then. What about you, Lucas? Uh, I, uh, I, I think musically, this song is so interesting to me. I'm a big fan of non-traditional guitar tones. And so, like, yeah. that organy, chimey sound. I never top. even knew that was a guitar until two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I love that. Um, I love the the Charlie Hunter written turnaround. Dun, 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 you You never spent a podcast pretend making music so much as the, this one. Those core changes there are just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's just sonically a really interesting song. I mentioned before, I think Steve Jordan knocks it out of the park on this. Um, so uh, while there are songs that I think are, you know, he's done better on the lyrics, I don't dislike this at all. I'm not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. Just, just, you know, he's one of my, my favorite writers. So there's some stuff that just really knocks me out. Um, I'm going to give, yeah, this is a higher rate. I don't always give them numbers, but this is high up there. This okay. is, I, I, I'm a big fan of the song. You give numbers usually. Do I? You use okay, them on the five call, scale. Let's call it a four. Okay. Yeah. Ben? Four out of what? Five. Out of five. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> We're all five? Four out of yeah. 3.3. Like aggressive. I'm like, four out of the ten? You can't. Like, if that's you, not a high If number? you go above the five, he gets real mad. Don't give it a so, six. So I know you're not like the biggest John Mayer yeah. fan, and you have some problems with some of his songs, but with this particular song, did it change the way you felt about him at all? Uh, not the song. However, watching the video, and mm-hmm. then after that, getting the context, yeah, like his... His stock went way up for me. Nice. I just kind of started. It was like, it's so cool for him to work with his idols Mm -hmm. instead of instead of working with like, oh, like who is top in the pop right? Oh no, he never does that. Exactly. He's like, no, like, and all of Continuum too is like, I want to work with Pino Baldino, Mm -hmm. Steve Jordan, and obviously I want to do a Hendrix song. Yeah, it's like there's just something so cool about him just following his guys and uh, trusting his instincts. So, I don't know. However, I'm not going to give this a number. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get hate. On, yeah. They uh-huh. can get mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Did you? Here's the, I here, did. I did. You came prepared with the discussion question. I'm Actually, so proud of I you. I did not come prepared with the discussion question, oh, but I wrote it down while we were talking. Oh, okay. I assumed All right. we wouldn't have time Way to be for paying discussion attention. Question. Nah. So what we didn't talk about that a lot of people interpreted the song is it's... Um, like being on the rebound or deciding mm-hmm. to get in a new relationship if you're ready or not specifically. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you guys have ever felt like that. About, you have to have, right? Well, Everyone you, has. You, you know that I have. Like, we, you were there. You were much a part of my life. I know, I but was... it's a podcast. So I still have to ask you questions. Oh, okay. You have to answer them. <laughs> when, I, when I was going through and it was like, uh, like, 
And I think I knew I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about like, oh, I think this is like the healthiest thing. Yeah. It was like, this will take my mind off the misery yeah. for like just two hours. And you were even saying that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I was pretty like self-aware of it. Um, and I, I think that's really the only time I've ever really questioned if I was ready or not. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the only time I've really had my heart broken. Mm. Um you know, like I've had relationships in before and sure you're sad. Like it's not that they weren't meaningful and I wasn't sad, but like, I don't know that I ever experienced heartbreak in that way other than with my wife. Um, and so that was the only time where I've been like, Oh, am I ready to dip my toe back in there? Other than that, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Dip your toe. I was like, yeah. you off a diving board. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ben? Have you ever been in that situation? Ever been in repair? Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, for a long, long time. Um, He's just coming out of his repair phase right now. No, because, you know, it's like one of these thoughts where it's like, we're constantly in repair, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether that be like, oh, you know, my heart broke down, or it's like, there's a valve that's loose, mm-hmm. right? And... It's like, okay, well, I've got to fix, like, maybe some of these small things, and i got to focus on me for a few days, as mm. opposed to, like, I've got to focus on me for months. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got to focus <laughs> on me for years. Like, I've got some issues, or, you know. It's i like, got to go to couples therapy alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because John just didn't show up. You know? <laughs> Rude. Yeah, and I'm trying to FaceTime him. My therapist is looking all, I mean, all weird, and, you He's know. on a plane right now. He can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, this song is definitely, it was not relatable all right actually it was relatable in the first verse for sure but i just didn't like the way that it was phrased that's fair it could have been tastier and same with the chorus and i was like and then i am in repair i'm in repair it's again it's like that refrain it's like ah all right john like yes Mm -hmm. i can relate now i can relate to your song even though i don't know i didn't want to yeah Yeah, exactly there's something about the way he sings the i'm in repair part that just I don't know just like i felt it in my heart mm-hmm. you yeah. know yeah. It's sad and the idea of like it's taking so long it's like oh it's taking so long you know like mm. for me it was like a year of absolutely like before i could even get my feet underneath me let alone get my life together i was just like yeah. being tossed about by the waves for a year and like it's, just, it's funny like so the the girl i dated before my wife we did it on and off in like three years in total and like literally the last thing she said to me was like go be with sam now who was the woman I ended up marrying. And so it was like like zero like break time in between those things. Even after at the end of this was would have been the longest relationship in my life up to that point was mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. But it was like, all right, well I'm I'm ready to go. I'm so my heart's ready to, to, to love again, you know. So that's that's always been like sort of my experience until when it did break down, I had no no frame of reference for it. Like, I had never experienced it before. I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I lacked the tools that other people have developed over, you know, sure. previously. And it was just, like, a mess. And I was, like, even after a year, I was, like, why is this taking so long? I'm supposed to be good to go, like, the next week, you know? Well, and time does yeah. heal, maybe not completely repair, but heals pretty much all wounds. And mm-hmm. it's so frustrating So you want to fast forward to the end. Mm-hmm. But you can't. Nope. All right. All right. question. I think we're going to run out of time. No, I think... Ben, did you bring a discussion question? I did not. Okay. All right. Very good. I think we're good to go. So the last thing we got to do is if you enjoyed this episode, first of all, if you want to do some listener feedback... Hit us up on Mayor Studies on Instagram. Be nice to Ben. Yep. He has great Oh, Ben points. is the best, yes. Yeah, and he's oh, the sweetest person. And I should announce what, what song we're doing next week. 
I don't even know, pal. I know. Oh, because it's yours? It's my turn. Okay, yeah. what is it? I'm so confused on our schedule. Yes. Um, all right, so uh, my, my, my supervisor at work recently found out about the podcast. He's also a musician. Started listening to it, and he's been very kind. He sent me a very kind note, shouted me out in the staff meeting and everything. Oh, cute. Yeah, he was, he was really cool. Um, but he, he, there's one song. He was like, dude, you haven't done this song yet? And I was like, you're so right. How are we almost 30 episodes in and we haven't done this song yet? I don't know. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We're coming right back to Continuum next oh, week. We have a problem. Not going too far away. Coming back to Continuum for... Slow Dancing in a Burning Slow Room. Slow Dancing in a yeah. Burning Room. You're so, you know why we didn't do that song. How have you not done that song? Because already? Lucas said, quote, this is my favorite, mm-hmm. second favorite song. Lucas said, quote, I'm not ready for that yet. And hey, so we hadn't done I'm it. never really ready. All right, Jill, <laughs> I'm never really ready. But well uh, but we're we're, we're going to do it. We got to have it in there. There's no reason for us not to do I'm it. I'm excited. Yes. And I'm never excited for your choices. Slow Dancing in a Burning Room no is the song for next week. Cool. So check in with us next week for that. Get our get your feedback in on Instagram. On, on Mayor Studies, there'll be plenty of places where you can put your feedback. If you love Ben as I did. And thank I you so do. much, buddy, for coming. I appreciate you. And you want to hear the kind of music that he makes go to wherever you find your music spotify apple music wherever it is look for marsh davis marsh davis is ben's solo project you'll hear lots of great stuff um, if you ever come out and see us play live you see us play a couple of those songs um, new stuff coming soon i'm going to keep pressuring him until he releases new songs what's, like in a week yeah his instagram handle at at b marsh davis yeah. on instagram he's a good b. follow the letter b for ben yeah yeah uh, yes. Ben. Yeah, ben. Yeah. I'm a good uh, follow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And so you can hear his solo music. If you want to hear me and Ben play some music together. Which you should. Yes. yes. We just finished a record with our friend Michael Landingham that I'm very, very proud of. Same. Ben produced it and played like everything on it. Um, At the same time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Hunter did to like yeah. the degree. No, no, it was all a collaboration. Yeah, so I mean, but Ben, ben out, really outdid himself on this. So uh, this is, I think, some of his best work. Uh, it's Michael Landingham. Wherever you find music, look at Michael Landingham, who's a good friend of ours, an incredible singer and songwriter. Uh, the, the album's called Part One. So Michael Landingham, Part One. Look for Part Two coming out soon in a few months. Depending on there's some other there's some some things moving around some we'll moving talk pieces about it some other time. that I'll yeah. that I'll hype up when I can uh, legally talk about them, um, and then also if you want to hear us play music together with the Honey, uh, if you look up the Honey Monsters is the name of the album, you'll hear four songs of us playing music together as well. Their being, shirts. Yes. <laughs> So lots of places you can hear us play some music together. Uh, please go listen. I'm sure you'll love it because Ben is an incredible musician and songwriter, and I love him and I love his music. And I'm just thankful that I get to play some music with him sometimes. Wow, well said. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming. Do you want to be my best friend now? Yeah, but you got to get in line because Lucas is... Damn. You know, I'm sorry. Well, I'll wait, knock him know. out eventually. Yeah, and, until Caden is calling him Uncle Ben, I think you got some work to do. You got some work. <laughs> this is the first time I've been to your home. So. Right? True, to your true. home studio, sorry. <laughs> to the studio. It's also the dining room. Yeah. <laughs> Triple duty. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you all. See you next week. Have a good week. Hopefully you'll be ready. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>